0: hello kings and queens welcome back to another episode of the black point this is lena and today's episode is going to be about hair Um, You can say it's about hair and identity, but we can just shorten it to hair. Um, So I just want to, I want to kind of give background on why I think this topic is so important to our community. Um, So for obvious reasons, uh, Black women, we are so attached to our hair and I mean the way that it seems to me now is nobody seems comfortable enough to wear their hair how it naturally grows. Um, It's kind of a big thing right now to be quote unquote natural you know and the pictures that we see depicted as beautiful have been the loose formed curls you know that standard mixed vibe that you get when you see a head full of luscious beautiful curls that just look so perfectly placed and you know you can kind of achieve this look from doing twist outs or if you have that certain grade of hair then your hair naturally is just like that. I want to kind of talk about those of us whose hair is not depicted in the media as beautiful, and that's going to be, you know, the more coarse um, nappy grade, I guess, for (laughs) for lack of a better word, Um, and I don't mean that in in anything other than an endearing way. Because I think, I personally have a very coarse grade of hair. And, you know, it's thick and it is curly. And the type of curl that it is, it's kinks. It's not just, you know, curls. It's kinky. And that means you deal with a lot of shrinkage. You deal with basically, I think sometimes when I'm not filling my fro, I feel like I look like Frederick Douglass like I'll wake up and you know after I take my hair out of the wrap it's just like a fucking afro and until I fluff it out and stuff it basically just stands straight up like it's funny as fuck but I have grown to love to love my you know the nappiness of my hair I feel like I feel like the grade of hair that I have makes me closer to my African roots, if that, you know, if that makes sense to you. If you don't get it, whatever, but that's, that's what it personally makes me feel. I'm assuming sometime down the line I'll end up locking it, but as of right now, I've just been reveling in the beauty of my natural state. And um, I think that we don't see enough this specific type of hair texture being glorified. and that definitely, I believe, plays a huge role in how we view our own hair. I know a lot of us um, probably don't have that, you know, that standard beauty curl right now. A lot of us have that nappy, um, shrunken texture, the more kinks than the curl. And that's okay. That's beautiful. You know, it's not, It's not you know, one curl type is better than the other. It's, And just because it doesn't frame your face, you know, just how you want it, or it doesn't look to be as long as you know it is, I think the beauty in our different hair types is the versatility in it you know it's we can do anything with our hair and the fact that it grows defying gravity is just amazing to me you know we our hair literally grows out of our head like plants and if you look at how a flower blooms that's literally how our hair grows out of our head it's it's so amazing and beautiful and the fact that we've been taught to think that having your hair in a certain way is unkept or unruly and it shouldn't be that way. We should just feel beautiful no matter what state our hair is in. Because at the end of the day, if we can't feel beauty in our natural stated hair without having to do the twist out or the straightening or the flat iron or the all that nonsense without having to do all of that we should still feel beautiful now i don't want to i don't want this episode to be like a a bashing weave or a bashing getting your hair done because i love getting my hair done that is one of my favorite things to do shout out to kendra because she hooks me up with the braids but um you know that's uh that's not what i want this to be about i want this to be more about why we feel more beautiful with our hair in a certain style than we do with our natural state um so i'm gonna get into why i feel like i can speak on this matter um being a lighter skinned woman you are kind of expected to have like this certain type of hair if you will um y'all know what I mean like the the mixed looking people mulattoes is what they're really called lighter skinned black people uh if you if you look at the standard of that you typically see a lighter skinned woman in like the magazines or pictures or whatever with the super loose curly hair and while that is a beautiful hair texture i'm not bashing that not all of us have that you know like me my shit is definitely kinky and all my life i felt unattached from my own sense of beauty uh when it came to my hair And that that sense got kind of tossed around when I was younger. Um, There were multiple reasons why I felt like my hair was ugly. And the main reason being all of the relaxers that I would get put in my hair. Um, It kind of, I know this isn't the fault of my mom. She didn't really know any better, you know, but the the whole relaxer idea, you know, just in itself was telling you like, hey, you need your hair straighter. Like your hair shouldn't be this unruly. It shouldn't be this difficult to do. You need your hair straighter. So this relaxer is going to make your hair easier for me to do. It wasn't even for, you know, me to be able to get my hair straight my mom put relaxers in her hair so it was easier for her to braid it. Um, and... I think that that was definitely probably the first the first thing that made me feel like my hair was there was something wrong with it. Uh the second instance, you know, I'm getting relaxers and stuff all through elementary, I'm getting relaxers up until high school and then in high school I also was getting relaxers. So in high school, you know, now hair is starting to be a big thing, hair is starting to be serious. Before, I went to school with all white kids and hair wasn't that big of a deal because, you know, white people don't really be doing their hair like that. They wash and wear. That's what they do. Now, my mom kept us in braids and beads and things of that nature. You know, normal, younger black girl hairstyles is what she kept us in. So hair wasn't a big deal because I was really the only one wearing a hairstyle. Um, but then when you got in high school, when I got to high school and I was no longer going to like the private school or whatever, I was going to public schools, to the city schools and I was around more of my kind and you know, you start to see how important hair is. People are getting the hair done. People at that time, it was like getting your hair straightened was a big thing. Everybody was wearing their natural for real, um, but they were like relaxers and their hair was straight so our hair just looked damaged. Um so not everybody but a lot of that was like the trend. So when I'm in high school uh I have this boyfriend, my first boyfriend, and I'm not gonna drop names or anything because I'm sure he's probably feels differently now or hopefully he feels differently now, but um, so my first serious boyfriend. We were outside of my house on uh, Castley when we used to live in the greenhouse in Springfield. Uh, we're outside of the house, and this was, I believe, I was fifteen when this happened. And I had just taken my hair out of the braids that my mom had it in. And she put a relaxer in my hair and straightened it. And you know, it was a decent little length. It wasn't super long or anything, but it wasn't like, I wasn't bald headed. So it was a cool little flat iron. And uh, I remember my boyfriend at the time was like, you know, your sister has the best uh, hair out of all of you. Like just straight up told me that, naughty. I'm not sure if he thought that it was like a term, like he was motivating me to get better hair. But <laughs> he straight up was like, you know, your younger sister, uh, Caché has better hair than all of you. So it was kind of like a shock to me, like, damn, my hair is ugly. I thought when I went with the white kids, I knew it was different because I obviously was black and they were white. But now I'm with the black kids, and damn, my hair is still ugly. So it must actually be ugly. Then you look at somebody like my younger sister who has the very loose, wavy curls that are, they are beautiful. Yes, they are. However, you know the tighter forming curls are also extremely beautiful, and that seems to be something that is overlooked, and uh, actually talked down upon. Um, so that was one thing that kind of had me like, "Damn, my hair is ugly." Then there was another time in uh, in class. Actually, there was a white girl. Um, this was my shit my sophomore year my junior year actually so I was like 16 and 16 or 17 16 I believe and uh, there was this white girl in class, and we were all, everybody was, like, kind of talking about, it was Spanish class, and everybody was talking about, like, the yearbooks. Class was about to end, and everybody was talking about who was going to get voted best whatever in the yearbook, and these two white girls sitting behind me were talking about who was going to get voted best hair. So the one white girl, you know, she's got dumb, long, blonde hair, whatever. She's uh, sitting there like, oh, yeah, I'd probably, you know, get best hair because my hair is so long and luscious, literally using these words. Then she's like, you know, somebody like Lena, uh, she wouldn't be able to get it because her hair is ugly. And it just kind of, it stung, you know? It was really, um, it was hard to hear. And there's obvious reasons it was hard to hear. And in, in the fact that I was sitting right in front of them, you know, made it even worse. When I was in high school, I was vocal, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't really one to try and fight. I was more trying to learn and shit. I was kind of nerdy in high school, but I uh, tried to fit in a lot. So I would act like this big bully because I was, you know, a thicker girl. But I was really just nervous and shy and didn't know how to talk to people and all that. But... um Yeah. So when I'm in this class and I'm just sitting there and I hear these two white girls behind me literally just talking like I can't hear them. It's just like, damn, that's crazy. And then I don't even feel like I want to defend myself because I'm like, my hair is ugly. You know, I'm thinking like I'm feeling like, damn, my hair really is ugly. So flash forward to when I first moved to California, still getting still getting relaxers. So when I moved to California, I was 20 about to turn 21. And I had this friend who lived out there this darker skinned black man who definitely had naps of his own. And you know, his mother and his sisters and everybody were black women. So I'm positive their hair was about the same type of grade as mine. So I'm like, uh, I'm washing I had just washed my hair and I was about to straighten it we were going out and I was about to straighten my hair or whatever and put it in this bun and he go he looks and he goes your hair is ugly when it's wet and my hair was super shrunk up but then the ends were like kind of frayed because of the relaxer so the part that had my new growth was the way my hair actually was growing out of my head and then the hair underneath that if you will not underneath but like the hair outside of my new growth was like straight and kind of funny looking because that just wasn't my natural hair So the relaxers literally were frying my hair off and my hair, every time it grew, it was showing me like, this is what your hair is when it grows. But I just kept putting in the relaxers to try to make it more manageable, more manageable. That's what I needed. I needed it to be manageable so I could wear my little buns and ponytails, whatever. So after he told me that, that was my turning point when he said my hair was ugly when it was wet. So that was my turning point. Like, damn, my hair is hideous. I'll never love my hair. I'll always I'll always feel like my hair is ugly, and there's nothing I can do about it, right? So that was the moment that I stopped getting relaxers, though. Because I was like, you know what, if my hair is going to be ugly, regardless, I might as well let it be ugly how it naturally is. And that was what made me stop getting relaxers. Now, once I stopped getting relaxers, I ended up cutting out um, the hair that was relaxed so it could grow naturally. And ever since then, I've had nothing but positivity, you know, it's been, it's been a journey for sure. I'm turning 29 in a couple weeks. So it's been about a seven year, seven year journey to loving my hair, how it grows. And it's been a a long, but definitely needed journey. And if you go through the motions, you'll come out feeling so much better than you did when you went in. Um, I am living proof that you can feel beautiful in your natural state. You don't have to do anything to yourself to conform yourself to this European standard of beauty. Something that we have been... Forced to reckon with since you know slavery was over. The main thing that has been attacked in the black community has been our identity, has been the way we view ourselves, and our hair to the black woman is something very important. And if we can get past this idea that our natural, stated hair is not. If we can get past this this notion that our natural hair isn't beautiful, then we can kind of start coming together and change the standard of beauty that is out now. And once that standard of beauty changes, I mean, we all know that Black women cause these trends. We start every single trend. There has not been one trend started by white women. And I'm not saying that to be quote unquote racist, even though Black people can't be racist, but that's another topic. Um... I'm not saying that to be like, oh, Black people are better than white people. I'm literally just saying that Black people set the standard. That's just how it's always been. We create culture and that culture gets bitten, you know? And then the culture kind of turns something that's deemed as ghetto into this new culturally accepting thing. And it's like, but then it's made for white people. And then it's, and it's looked at as like the Black women can't, have it and it's just it's a vicious cycle that's been repeated and repeated and repeated and we need to stop it. And the only way to stop it is if we stand up against it and we start being our naturally authentic and beautiful selves. So, I want to end this with um challenging the women to, you know, go out just one day don't do anything to your hair. Take it out of the weave, take it out of the braids, wash it, and let it go. And let it be in that natural state. And walk outside with your head high and just feel the power exuding from your head. You can literally feel the beauty coming off of you it radiates within you and then comes out through that confidence you know and if you can walk around you make it that one day just go wherever you need to go go to work like that shit that's what i did i went up in verizon with my fro out like what's up yep this how it grows and you know you get a few looks you get a couple questions and i'm not gonna lie the majority of you know the little snickers and whatnot have came from black men um, you know when you 're going to do your hair, why are you still wearing that fro what 's going on? like get yourself together and i 'm like, bruh, I feel fantastic, and when you start to feel that confidence and you start to love how you are just in a natural state, you stop feeling attacked when people have different negative things to say about you, and you start feeling like you know this is just a reflection of themselves any black man specifically who has an issue with your hair being the way it grows out of your head has an issue with himself that is a problem that is an internalized issue that he has been so he has been taught for so long that the standard of beauty is you know loose hair it's it's european And with a twist of, you know, spiciness with the little curl in it, like that's just not that's just not what it is all the time. And we have to learn how to embrace our beauty, because if we don't, no one else will. Nobody's going to sit there and tell us like, oh, yeah, your froze are beautiful. They're not going to tell us that we have to tell them that we have to tell ourselves that. And once we can see the beauty in ourselves, that's when we can start to make an impact for ourselves and for each other. And the goal is growth. It's it's advancement for us. And we can't keep relying on somebody else to do these different things for us. We need to be the ones to bring our communities together. and. You know, work through these different issues that our community faces. And self hatred is at the top of that list. And the only way to break that down is to break it down in these smaller sections and tackle them one by one. And that's all that these episodes and this podcast in general is meant to do, really. It's meant to break down the different things that we go through and the different things that are plagued in our own communities. And And to get past them and to come up with solutions to bring us closer together and strip away that negative force that's been around us for so long, that's been holding us back. Um, I'm sure I could say much more on this topic, but for sake of time and, you know, I don't want to bore y'all with all my stuff. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned. I hope you got a different perspective from this. And I'll be talking to you guys later.